with What's New Now, Record Store Day Edition. I'm Sean. I thought it'd be cool to invite some local record store owners and talk to them about Record Store Day. Little did I know I'd find out so much more. In this episode, we chat with Adam. Adam and his wife, Heather, own the Leech Pit Records and Vintage here in Colorado Springs. We're so lucky to have them here in Colorado Springs. If you haven't been to the Leech Pit Records and Vintage, please check it out. And maybe Record Store Day is the day for you to stop on in. Adam and Heather are staples here in Colorado Springs. So let's find out a little bit more about Adam and his wife, Heather. If you've been to Leech Pit Records, you've seen how busy they are. They'll stop and talk to you, but they're always moving around the store, keeping things in order, and yet keep that punk rock attitude that we're looking for when we head into the Leech Pit. So let's dive in. It's Adam from the Leech Pit Records and Vintage here in Colorado Springs. Welcome to What's New Now, Adam. Hello. Of Leech Pit. That's me. Adam, I, I've known you over the years, but not like where we are now. I was a consumer of your store years ago. <laughs> In fact, I still have a leather pyramid oh, stud yeah. belt. Nice. Um, that I bought from your store when you guys were in the house. Oh, wow. The the OG leech pit. Yeah. Weber Street. Weber Street, exactly. And I still have it and I still wear it. And that is props to you and your wife for only buying and collecting stuff that is awesome and in great condition. Yeah. I know you're vintage freaks. We call it all killer, no filler. Exactly. So anyway, props to you. And Thank I tell everybody that. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I got this years ago and it's still in great condition. Those belts don't last. No, typically. not anymore. No, they're like <laughs> laminated plastic. But if you, if you got leather, leather man. if you got yeah. leather, it lasts forever. So, Well, welcome to it. And it's awesome to have you here on my side of the counter. Yeah. I'm normally, I'm frequenting your store. <laughs> right. But it's cool to have you here in the studio because you've chatted with me about radio and You've lived here. How long have you lived here in Colorado Springs? Uh, since March 16th, 1979. Which is your birthday. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're yeah. an unusual native. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm a white person born here. I wouldn't say I'm a native. Well, oh, yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and your wife? Um, she moved here uh, when she was about 13. She's a SoCal girl. Yeah. yeah. So, obviously, the coolest girl in the school, probably, when you guys met. Yeah. She... Um, I, I had some competition, yeah, catching her eye. I don't know how I did it, but I. I uh, you definitely married up. I no la- offense. Yeah, I did. I did. <laughs> and I and I know it every day when I wake up. I go, gosh, she's gonna catch on to me one of these days. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to say fantastic couple, but also fantastic business owners. Give us a quick history on the Leech Pit. Well, um, we opened in two thousand three which was kind of the the bottom of the pit for for record sales um you know they were declining since the mm-hmm. 80s and they didn't start growing yet but uh i had worked at tunes uh, a really great indie record store downtown pretty much my entire teenage life i got hired when i was 15 and i worked there for about six years right up until uh college and um it's just it's been in my blood I remember being five or six years old and and opening a cabinet in my my dad's uh, reading room, and there were all these records and a record player, and I pulled out Introducing the Beatles, 
I figured out how to drop the needle on it, and I've been listening to vinyl ever since. So uh, graduated from college, had a bunch of shitty corporate job offers. Um, Honda tried to get me to sell cars in L.A., um, and I said, screw that, I'm going to open a record store. So <laughs> the rest is history. Yes, it is. But it's not an easy game, and I've talked about this with others in your game, that it moves. We make it look glamorous. I say we. Any attachment to the music industry, rock and roll, punk rock, uh, it's a lifestyle, but it's a culture, but it's also just a lot of hard work and sometimes not a lot of payoff, right? Well, you know, I I, I would like to refute that. Okay. Um, <laughs> Do it. I, I put in long hours, but I, I can't say it's hard work. Um, I, I play with records and T-shirts and toys and video games all day long. Sure. And, uh if I if I had gotten into it for the money, it it definitely wouldn't have been a payoff. Like had I mm -hmm. gone and worked for Honda corporate, I would have made a shit ton more money, but I would have spent it on records anyway. <laughs> so you still wouldn't just, have money. <laughs> yeah, the, the trade off. So so um, I love what I do. Uh, if if Heather would let me, I would work twelve hour days every day. Yeah. Um, and lately, there has been some money which I never expected, but records are so popular right now and vintage clothing is so popular and collectible toys are popular and vintage video games. So everything we've done for the last almost 20 years has converged on us and we just can't keep up. So It's um, wild what's vintage now too. Yeah. <laughs> Stuff that is like seems just like yesterday is vintage now to a new whole generation of people well one more year in the leech pit will technically be vintage so yeah there and there yeah what is the year on that leech pit uh, you know it's accepted at about 20 years is is what right. makes vintage vintage antiques would be 50 years which means beatles records are antiques <laughs> uh sabbath's first albums are <laughs> antiques so it's like okay you know time, right. time is an illusion let's not talk about it <laughs> it is it is but i mean they used to make things better let's be honest um, oh absolutely and absolutely. i think we you have kids that are like my kids ages we raise them right and so they want that stuff in their life you know and you have probably a whole like i said a whole new generation of people coming yeah. in yeah uh, we we sell we have we have regular customers as young as five or six years old who just raid our littlest pet shop toys or transformers or, or uh we sell a ton of teenage mutant ninja turtles toys to really so popular. little kids yeah and then we have 70 75 year old dudes come in and just destroy our jazz collection i can't keep them on on the shelf and it wasn't yeah. always like that but right now um, there's a market for everything from Frank Sinatra and and Mamas and the Papas, and we sell punk rock and heavy metal and, and new bands and old bands, um, and it, it's just really cool to see that. But when we opened in 2003, all we sold was punk, blues, and classic rock, and we couldn't give away, we couldn't give away Fleetwood Mac rumors. I, I could have bought... 5,000 copies for a quarter a piece, and I didn't. Yeah. And now, no matter how high I price it, it sells immediately. Almost right. like just an experiment. I like, there's no way somebody's going to pay 40 bucks for that. <laughs> we know your and secret they now. Do, but, that's great, man. But that's only for the cleanest 
best sure. press stuff. You know, we, we definitely like to um, have really low price points, good, clean, playable records that, that anybody can afford. And then we sell some incredibly rare and expensive stuff, too. So I know I can just go buy an album from you, and I seriously don't feel like I have to look at it. So that, there is a trust level there because of what you bring into your store. So Every record I sell is uh, cleaned, inspected, graded, and labeled. The pressing, the year it came out, whether it's a reissue, whether it's stereo or mono, uh, if there's a typo on the label or any any selling feature or differential, uh, we like to really know what we're selling and let the buyer know that they're getting a good quality product. And um, that's kind of why we've never really expanded beyond just a family-owned and operated store is I'm just a, a control freak about the quality. And yeah. I don't know how to teach anybody what's going on in my head. But... You know, I put my name is on the building. So, right. No, exactly. So if you got a problem yeah. with me. You got a problem with me. And, and right. So uh, that's owning yeah, it, man. I, I take personal responsibility <laughs> for everything. So. Well, let's talk about Record Store Day. Um, by the way, such great history on Leech Pit. So congratulations. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank we're. You. I said this to Brian. I kind of said it to Matt from the other record stores. But like there are no other cities in this country that have a collective like music scene like we do, venues like we do in Colorado in general, and the record stores. It's wild. You know, uh, it's a family. I even see what's left and independent being, in a way, like branches of the leech pit and us for them. If we don't have something, we're like, oh, go go talk to Brian. You know, if you need sure. some mm-hmm. uh, death metal, crust, grindcore shit, he's your guy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we do carry some of that, but I don't have that encyclopedic knowledge that he does. Mm-hmm. And, you know, small stores, even Earth Pig, you know, mm-hmm. we're all in it together. Right. Because collectively we have to compete with Walmart and Target and Amazon and all these, like, cash grab, money hungry asshole corporations who right. don't give a shit what they're selling, but caught on that records are popular. So they're going to sell, you know, they'd be selling, uh, you know, eight tracks if they thought eight tracks would make them money (laughs) and uh you come to me for your eight tracks because we we got the best selection around you got the real deal but yeah but the you know we we always want you know they're they're you can buy records anywhere but if you go to an independent uh locally owned small store you're actually creating community and supporting community and not just being a you know blind consumer right And, and so we encourage everybody to shop everywhere um i love having these other stores around because i'm a record buyer first and and a collector first before i'm a business owner or anything i started the leech pit so i'd get first dibs on everybody's records how do i get all the records well i better open a record store it's great that you're passionate and you're not just on the surface a business owner you know what i mean you're passionate about the whole culture of it so it's cool to see you and your wife you and heather out at shows and supporting community it's just uh that's that's just you guys so everybody knows that too we finally get to get out now all our kids grew up and moved out and now we're we're sitting around at home and uh, Heather's going to Bad Cop, Bad Cop tonight. In I'm Denver. jealous. We're going to Fuzz on Saturday night. We 
just got off of the Flogging Molly cruise. That Looked was fun. insane. So much fun. Yeah. Um, it's fun to be aging adults, and yeah. I, I, we have fun with it, too, my husband and I. But let's jump into Record Store Day. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a lot of weird history behind Record Store Day, as I've learned um, over the course of these interviews. Um, it's not an easy event to put on. There's a little bit of work behind it, a little bit of analyzing and trying to get in your records and it's easily the most difficult day of the year it's by far our busiest day of the year and it's by far our least profitable day of the year so it's um it's weird it's definitely from our side from the consumer side i don't think any of us realize that you know yeah so basically um the industry, quote unquote, or Record Store Day as as an organization publishes a list of hundreds of records that are each distributed individually and some regionally or internationally, some with limited supply as low as 500 or 1,000. And then they send that list to the entire world and tell the entire world, go to your local record store and buy this really, really rare, super desirable record and the record stores have to scramble to find where it's distributed, place the orders, hope they show up, uh, pick which of the 400 records they're going to try to stock, uh, try to get enough inventory to satisfy demand, but don't over-order because none of it's returnable, and it's really difficult to sell the day after record store day. Uh, There's an immediate sort of thought as a consumer, just so you know, that's like, well, nobody bought that, so it must not be that great to own. Does that make sense? There's, yeah, I'd say five percent of the releases uh, quadruple or or grow in value exponentially by the end of the day. Uh, the other ninety five percent get shelved and are sold below wholesale price all over the world. It seems like a waste and of of vinyl, right? It it clogs the entire supply chain. Um, you know, it makes it really hard for smaller bands to get their records pressed because they're worried about Taylor Swift and Stevie Nicks. And they just reissued a um, Del Shannon record from 1991. Didn't even need to exist in the first place. Right. Uh, there's a Sheena Easton uh, uh, duet with uh, Joey McIntyre that's on the list this year. Um so they put out a bunch of crap nobody needs, uh, and to make it even more complicated, um, there's no one place for us, for our stores to order, and so I'll have overlapping catalogs from six or eight different distributors. So if I want 10 copies of a record and I order 10 from one distributor, they might send me zero and they might send me 10, but if I order three copies from eight distributors, I might get zero or I might get 24. And so there's really no way to budget. There's no way to plan. Um, you're just like, uh, you know, grabbing at straws in the dark and hoping that, you you know, it's like one of those uh, money tornadoes where you're just you're grabbing blindly and you hope mm -hmm. you catch something that right. people want. Five dollars. But... Um, <laughs> So, yeah, yeah uh, most stores hope to break even, and, yeah, we, we, we tie up our entire record budget with these records that we hope people are going to want. So I, I encourage anyone who's into Record Store Day, 
definitely go out. Definitely buy the releases that you want. But buy some used stuff. Buy some yeah. other product while you're there. Buy a T-shirt from the shop. Just, you know, let the shop know you appreciate them. Because um, it is, it's it's just crazy what we have to go through. I went to business school. I studied all of these insane um uh, you know, business plans and business models and, and case studies about what businesses do right and wrong. And Record Store Day is by far the most complicated project I've ever been involved in. Which um, is crazy because of what it's about. You well, know? and it's, it's regulated more than handguns and <laughs> pharmaceuticals and toxic chemicals. Like, uh, you have to sign a pledge that you won't take pre-orders that you won't do holds for any of your customers you won't market up any more than 20 percent and so um you know our hands are kind of tied in this screw it's 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 a hostage negotiation it's it's a hostage situation um the the industry has small record stores at gunpoint and say sell these records for us or else yeah and so we play the game but uh but it's a losing battle and and you know I laugh about it, but Heather hates it. She's like, I yeah. don't even want to talk about it. And we all like... A female point of view on the whole thing is, you and I talked before we started recording, but it is a weird thing when you go to Record Store Day and it is 80% male, if not more. Um, you know, at most places, yes. Uh, Leech Pit, we really try to level the playing field and encourage girls and kids and and uh nerds and and you know all the lgbtq kids to come out and and feel comfortable and have a safe space to to indulge in their own interests you know where we we don't kink shame anybody you know if you want to if you want to come in and and talk about sure any kind of weird thing we're down for (laughs) it we love it but yeah and and of course if you if you come in and ask for a machine gun kelly record we're gonna totally try not to laugh at you until you leave you're gonna flush it yeah yeah we'll flush it's easily one of my favorite reels right now on instagram and if you haven't seen it definitely go check it out follow the leech pit of course but it is hilarious i love it thank you yeah that it was the best thing i could do with that record it is the best thing you could do (laughs) any highlights for you on record store day something you're really excited about i'm pumped about the trail of the dead reissues Mm -hmm. there's two on the list and and both albums i've been uh waiting for a reissue for 10 years or more um i also grabbed uh uh, the raining sound which is is greg cartwright from the oblivions Mm -hmm. one of his bands really solid just rock and roll you know if you Mm -hmm. like the stones or the kinks or any just rock bands not not like hard or or crazy they just nail it. Um, I've been going through, uh, you know, there's a cool Doors box set. There's always Grateful Dead. I got about half of my boxes, and, and they're stacked to the ceiling, and I've got tracking numbers for 100 more boxes that I hope show up on time. you got and, all week, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to be, like, uh, watching for the FedEx guy all week long. But, um, but yeah, check out the list and and have some sympathy for your record stores. They they definitely won't be able to provide everything. I kind of I always call a record store day like the the strip club of record store days, 
you know, you get really, really excited. You go, you look at all this cool stuff, and you you go home a little bit disappointed. You feel just a little dirty. Just a little dirty. Yeah. Yeah. You, you never get what you're hoping for. And like, well, so. yeah. But they are shiny, pretty, and, you know, a lot of times some cool collections within Always. the, the yeah. records themselves, you know, just some cool stuff in there. Always some downloads, too, which is great. Yeah, absolutely. Modern stuff. Yeah, no, and we encourage all formats, like, there's no wrong way to listen to music. iPods, streaming, radio, eight tracks, cassettes, records, obviously. CDs are, you know, if you love a song, listen to it and don't let anybody make you feel bad if you don't have it on vinyl or right. you, you have a Spotify, you know, like just love music and listen to music and, and live it and buy a t shirt and make friends. I think the best friends you can make in the world are the ones who turn you on to new music. I fully agree with that. I look forward to uh, seeing you and Heather on Record Store Day and all the crazies in line. Yeah. So early. What time do you guys open? We will be open at 8 a.m. That's the earliest, I think, by the way, in yeah, the city. Yeah, so. I kind of waited for everybody else to announce and then decided, you know what? Let's just pull the Band-Aid, get it over with. You know, sure. it's, it's chaos for an hour. And then, crickets. what else are you going to so, have going on? Uh, Joe Johnson is going to come by, drop off some records, uh, sign some records, and he's going to play a set at noon right in front of Mako's Tacos, the best taco truck in mm-hmm. the state. By Always far. in your lot, right? Always, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we wired him straight into the building so he can't leave. Um, Smart. I, yeah, slashed his tires and. <laughs> yeah, it's just there. The best tacos. I eat them every single day. Yeah. Uh, I can skip the Prozac if I have a Mako's taco. So. There you go. All right. So you got plenty going on, and we'll be driving through with donuts and coffee. You hope that's okay. I yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> we we encourage that type of thing. Adam, thank you so much. And would you ever consider uh, being a DJ ever? I would love to. I actually DJ parties. I just got back from the Flogging Molly cruise, and I got to spin three sets on the boat. I opened up for Agent Orange. I opened up it, for Flogging Molly. How crazy Molly. is that? I uh, wow. hung out with Milo I, uh, from The Descendants. Right. I, I rode a shuttle bus with uh, Exene Zervenka and John Doe from X. Um, I, uh, what kind of crazy punk rock fantasy world were you living over? How long were you on that? It was four nights all-inclusive, yeah. open bar, all-you-can-eat buffets. Everywhere you turn, somebody handing you a drink and a band. So you, you, you walk from one band, stumble down the hallway, another band's playing, walk through a casino, there's a DJ, go and, and eat free vegan buffet and stumble into Me First and the Gimme Gimme's doing a mm-hmm. dirty bingo and you've never lived until you've heard cj ramon say uh aromatic whisker biscuit (laughs) that's that's living right there that is living well make sure to follow the leech pit online of course on all the socials it's just the leech pit right with two e's yeah spelled properly exactly the parasitic uh bug not the parasitic celebrity well, and then you can keep up with all the antics, the punk rock antics that are the leech pit. So thank you. Yeah, it's a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yeah, that was fun. Thanks to Adam for stopping by. Next time, send Heather, Adam. I want to hear her side of things.
Make sure you hit the Leech Pit Records and Vintage on Record Store Day. If you can't make it out on Record Store Day, try another time. Rate, review, subscribe, spread the word about what's new now. It's just a podcast about a lot of things that are cool and new and happening in Colorado Springs and beyond. Hit up our socials, X1039 Radio, and make sure you check out the other Record Store Day episodes with What's Left Records and Independent Records.